Welcome to Using Your Teacher Voice, Episode 7, and it's book review day. Um, you know, I used to do book reviews kind of on the side, uh, but I figured, you know, I need to kind of combine everything and bring everything into one place. Uh, I read a lot of fiction, uh, predominantly young adult fiction. I think that it has a lot of value. Um, I do like political fiction or um, uh, maybe historical fiction. And then uh, if it's nonfiction, I like biographies. I like in-depth investigations of like, you know, pop culture or current events. And then, of course, you know, books about education, which is uh, what we're looking at tonight. So um, the book that I have, I just finished, is called Push Out. And this is an academic investigation of what happens when uh, black female students are pushed out of education and into the criminal system where they don't really get an educational opportunity. And then, therefore, they get pushed out even farther to the edges of society. uh, And it becomes harder and harder for them to see success or to be successful uh, in their lives. So um, I have to say, first off, this was a this was a pretty tough read. Uh, it was a, it was a slow read for me. It wasn't you know the language wasn't so overly bad. I mean that wasn't the problem, but um, you know it was just really dense. They would interview these girls. These girls would tear, uh, share their stories. They'd bring up some you know the research to kind of explain what they were going through. Bring in other examples, other uh, other illustrations on some larger scales, and then discuss that. So it was kind of a deep read, but it was also like I kept finding myself like stopping periodically and saying, okay, do I see that in my school? Do I see that in my classroom? Or have I done these things? Uh, So I think at several points it was, you know, kind of thought-provoking in that respect. Uh, My Twitter feed lately has been full of like a lot of social justice and, uh, um, you know, a lot of... Uh, information about social emotional learning and trauma informed uh, decisions, uh, and this be- this book kept popping up on different lists and stuff, and so that's kind of why I got to it. Uh, I picked it up uh, when I got into it. Uh, I really discovered there's like it kept coming back to like three basic themes. Uh, one of them, um, these girls would share their stories as these young girls uh, would share their stories about what happened to them, uh, in particular when they were pushed out of the educational system into the criminal system. Uh, they talked about how they had no educational opportunities. So they, they would leave for whatever reason. They ended up getting, you know, being pushed out of the regular education. They ended up into the criminal system. From there, you know, for incarceration or parole or different kinds of, you know, um, different kinds of punishments there. Then they would get put in that educational system. And the girls consistently talked about how um, the, the, the education they received there was substandard. Um, the the facilities substandard materials and supplies substandard uh, the teachers they got were apathetic and substandard didn't really care uh, and the materials they got the things that they do the things that they were meant to be doing they got no help on they got no direction on and they kind of felt like it was busy work it's just like here take this right uh, the girls talked a lot about how uh, the bi- w- those were big challenges, but the real challenge was the fact that they were never getting anywhere with this education. They were really never getting anywhere. So, like, they, they didn't re- they weren't building credits. They weren't earning any kind of progress. They weren't making progress toward any kind of degree or anything. Right? They just were going through these motions. Uh, let's say that they would come in as like maybe a, a sixteen year old sophomore, right? Um, they would end up in there. The materials uh, they were given 
could have been anywhere high schoolish kind of age, but had no real bearing um, or acknowledgement that these girls may have been reading on a fifth grade reading level, or the fact that they were say maybe late in the second semester of their sophomore year but the materials they were given were the same ones that every girl in that room was getting there, there was no continuity there was no consistency there was no connection to the other uh, uh to the grade levels or their own academic progress and the girls really were were, were up, fu- upset and frustrated by this that would in turn create this feedback loop because they, they weren't getting the help they needed. They felt like it was a pointless exercise. It was a waste of time. Um, that they weren't getting anywhere. They were frustrated. They would act up. They would act out. They would be disrespectful. They would be rude. They would be disruptive. And that would get them in trouble and kicked out of that educational system. And then into a different uh, or maybe none at all. Uh, and so it just kind of created this cycle in which these girls never could escape. Another point that this book kept coming back to um, was how some of the institutional rules that uh, these girls were being punished with um, on their face may not have been racially motivated or may not have been racist, but their execution was. The execution of these rules uh, was racist. Uh, In particular, it talked about, you know, uh, dress code and hair codes and that disproportionately these black girls were being punished by these rules. And again, you know, it wasn't so much that the school had singled out this one particular group, but that their situation kind of put them in that spot. You know, for instance, you think about, you know, the the rule about hair and how you don't, um, you you shouldn't have hair that is deemed to be disruptive or um, maybe a distraction to the people around them. Well, you know, just think about what minority, what group, uh, and definitely it is a minority, um, would be, would be, you know, would have hair that would be brightly colored or have different kinds of stylings or, you know, things done to it. And that could be considered, you know, distracting, right, under these rules. Um, or maybe, you know, their dress codes, you know, they didn't have access to, you know, properly fitting clothes or maybe, you know, their situation, um, you know, the clothes that they got, you know, were maybe not the most appropriate. And then, of course, that kind of reinforced these girls feelings that the school was out to get them. Right. But one of the biggest pieces that the, the book really came to, uh, and I think this is one that's probably why I kept seeing it on my timeline, was this idea of trauma-informed uh, trauma informed education or social-emotional learning. Uh, this idea that do we really know these girls' backstories? Do we really know why they are doing the things that they are doing? So like a lot of these girls, they had been kicked out of the educational system because they were deemed to be rude or insolent or disruptive to the educational process. They were too loud. Well, given their circumstances, their, 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 you know, where they were coming from, you know, those things could have been just outreaches. Were these girls being, you know, abused along the way somewhere? Were the girls being trafficked? Um, and, and so when they tried to control some part of their lives and then, you know, the, the educational system tried to keep them in this little box, you know, they would lash out against us, right? They couldn't control their life in any other place, you know, but they would attempt to here. Um, or maybe, you know, why were, why were these girls being 
Um, why were these girls always truant? Why were the girls always out of school, right? It wasn't that necessarily they didn't want to be there. That could have been part of it. But they also were probably being the parents uh, for their parents who weren't there, their parents who weren't around. You know, maybe they had to be taking care of younger kids or getting those kids to school, working a job uh, to, to pay for the things for their brothers and sisters that the family wasn't able to do. Uh, so this idea of trauma-informed uh, trauma education or this idea of what social-emotional learning uh, and the things that are going on that really impact um, you know, these girls' trajectory through the educational system, they weren't being considered. And because they weren't being considered, you know, the things that they were doing and getting trouble for um, were kind of out of their control and, you know, weren't being, those needs weren't being met. Those, uh, those problems weren't being remediated. Um, and it just kept creating these cycles which, from which these girls could never escape. You know, for me, I think, you know, that social emotional learning piece was like the big thing for me. Right. Um, I think that was the big thing that like, wow, you know, do we really know these stories? How can we find these stories? Um, you know, how can we address these stories? But I think the bigger point is that schools have this amazing potential, this amazing opportunity to make a difference in these girls' lives. Like, here is an opportunity in front of us uh, to really make you know, these girls' lives better, make our community better. Like all these girls were coming through the school system and they were the first point of contact. You know, the school was the first point of contact that they would have with many social services. But because the school doesn't have the resources, doesn't have the training, doesn't have the manpower, doesn't have the ability to know and understand and deal with, um, and recognize necessarily these problems, they weren't able to reach out and help these girls. But, but because schools are that are that foundational piece, every girl is coming through there. Every girl's having contact with the school. That the schools have that opportunity uh, to really make a difference in those girls' lives. And that in turn makes our society and our communities, our local communities better. Um, so I think it just kind of is a, a wake-up call that, hey, here's an issue that we need to address. But if you work it all the way backwards, think about the social benefit that we could really create. Um, you know, I'm thinking about this, when I think about this book and trying to rate this book, um, you know, I thought it was very thought-provoking. Uh, it was very much like, you know, um, made me stop and reflect a little bit. Um, it gave me definitely a different perspective of things and, and made me stop and think about things coming from obviously a different perspective. Uh, so I think that was a great piece. Um, I think though that the book was kind of biased. Uh, I mean, it was an obvious bias. It was coming from an obvious viewpoint. Um, and I think that kind of took a little bit away from the overall message. Uh, so I'm going to put that on my three and a half. Uh, I'm going to put that on the third and a half bookshelf out of five uh, shelves. I'm going to put it on third and a half. Um, it's got a lot of good content, a lot of good things, uh, discussion points. Uh, you know, but you do have to understand from where the book is coming from. Hey, you know, if you, um, you know, I, I would recommend that for you. I think that, you know, that is in our society and our, in our schools and our, uh, in our professions today, this is some important information that we need to know. Uh, and it's a great starting point to just build a lot of awareness. So I definitely would recommend it. I think that, uh, more of us need to be reading that and more of us need to be talking about these things. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about it. If you do read it, I'd love to hear what you think. And until then, keep using your teacher voice.